So every day, right? Every day, right? I'm on the guitar a lot. A lot, eh? How many hours a day? Say? Well, Whenever depends you can. on the day. Depends what I'm doing that day. It could be ten hours. It could be two hours. You know, I mean. You must have a wonderful wife. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's what I do, right? Yeah. I mean, people go to work. They spend eight, ten this hours. You, to, you know, like so. This is no do. different, right? This is but what you do. I'm here, right? So it's good. I mean, depends. Like, depends on the workload. Yeah. What I got coming up, like say. I'm rehearsing for a symphony show with Brass Transit next week in uh, Augusta, Georgia. So I'm working on those tunes, making sure they, you know, we're all in sync, prepare all the vocals. And, and that's fusion, You know, that's right? like a two-hour show. So if you do it, if you go over every song three times, you know, you're already up to like six hours. That's great. Just working on one thing. And then I'm, I work for a producer by the name of uh, Kiro Shirkov. And we do all the music, well he does, and I do all the guitar work for him, for all the health clubs around the world. Oh really? Yeah, so, um, and it's a company based out of New Zealand and stuff, and he produces all the tracks, and what he does is um, exact replicas. So like when you're in, a, even here, you're at Good Life, mm -hmm. or, and you're hearing Nickelback, or one of these bands, it's not Nickelback, it's a sound-alike. Oh, okay. Because they save on royalties. Mm -hmm. So the band still gets the royalties, but if they had to use the original music, um, it cost a lot and more. And that's where you step so, in, right? Yeah. So um, he, he is the, the producer, he does all those tunes, it, and it's everything from electronic mm -hmm. dance we're doing, we got four tunes on the menu right now. A couple of tunes from Funkadelic. Okay. And another kind of new kind of pop song uh, thing. So, you know, um, you know, I got to prep that stuff. and Busy, busy, eh? Busy, busy, busy. Plus, you know, I work for other guys too. I'm, I'm doing, I'm involved with uh, this producer, Joey Greco. We just finished a video for another song he wrote. And so I'm part of a kind of a collective of um, using different musicians well, let's talk and a little stuff bit about Sony Axe. Let's, uh, let's jump and talk a little bit about what your new releases now, because I know you've been all uh, Yeah, I've been doing my own stuff. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi Crawl, I got Levon, I got I got a whole bunch coming too. Um, Talking Red, and we're just compiling. And I haven't really been even shopping them. I'm compiling them, organizing them. I do a video for everyone and just putting them out there and just building kind of the catalog. Can people go to your website and check Absolutely. it out? What's your website still? Silsimone.com, you know? That's great. So S-I-L-S-I-M-O-N-E. So let's get back into your uh, your okay. journey, and I know we're just about to mention the, okay, the next, so, the next yeah, thing. Yeah, so name. I was with Rick Emmett, yep. and um, it was great playing in Rick's band. Got me out there, got my name out there, you know, even internationally, being in, like, guitar player interview where he was interviewed and I got to mention. That was big in those days, I mean... That was really the only media mm -hmm. out there, you know. Um, and then after, um, that was like about a two, three year ride. 
uh, I joined a band called Regatta. Okay. Um, Matthew Gerard, who went on to be a, a famous producer, he lives in Florida now, but he was in, like, he did all the Disney stuff and a lot of number one records and a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, a record produced, it was under BMG. Oh, yeah, I Produced by BMG. Dave Bendeth, yeah, world renowned Dave Bendeth, um, who, him and I are still friends. We we have a cottage together on Sparrow Lake. It just ended up like I'm driving. I'm going, hey, I know that lake. Anyways, but um, um, played in that band. We did a tour with that band. And, and we were really a nothing band. I mean, we had to deal with BMG. But in those days, the beer companies were big, like Molson's. Okay. Um, you know, would sponsor Molson's Labatt's Blue Live, that whole Budweiser, era, yeah. you know, where beer would sponsor music. They don't do it as like they did, but they were the big sponsors. So, you know, we had a van, we put our stage gear in, we had two techs, sound man, like who operated as road manager, light man, and the five wow. of us. Wow. And, you know, we were making like 600 bucks a week on salary. We were happier than like, That's we, great. we were living the dream. We did a tour opening up for Leah Aaron. Yeah. When she was doing, uh, like, her, you know, uh, what you do to my body. Oh, era, yeah, like when she yeah, was really yeah. peaking yeah, on, yeah. on much music and all that kind of stuff. She so, was great. Yeah, we played all these hockey rinks. Leah Aaron reminded me of Toronto and the Headpins. Of course, like, all three yes, of them, right? Of they're all kind of, they're all the same. And way. I got to say, you know, Karen, Leah Aaron, I mean, she's at a really good place now. She's back making the kind of music that she should be doing. And, you know, a survivor. And, um, like I said, you know, the highs and lows. So tell us about the time. But she had, she, had, she had a good disposition to survive that. Anyways, so after Regatta, um, Tom Cochran um, kind of left Red Rider. It, it was, you know, it, you know, he started off Red Rider, then yeah. Tom Cochran with Red Rider. Yeah. And then um, Mad Mad World was his kind of really just... Tom Cochran record, first kind of big solo record. Life is a Highway was just out for a like a day or two, and they needed a touring guitar player because he was putting a, together a new band. And um, I think one of his assistants at the time knew me through the Rick Emmett days, okay. whatever. You should call him, see whatever. So, and I knew. It, this was a great opportunity. I mean, he had a really great deal with um, Capitol Records at the time. And I transcribed the whole show. And I, I auditioned for him on my birthday. That's crazy. And and I got the gig. And then, like... And he was big already, right? Tom well, was he, he was, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and like then, you know, Rider. Boy Inside the Man, all that stuff yeah. was already out. Uh, all the Lunatic Fringe and, yeah. you know, all that stuff. And as soon as I joined the band, like... It was just it, like it just took off well, like a rocket. We're gonna show later in the video. We're gonna show because uh, Sills on stage with David Letterman and Tom Cochran playing the big hit. So it's gonna yeah. be great. We'll show that later. So that must have been so exciting for well, you. Well, so, yeah, like, it was a great band. How was Tom? Uh, Tom was a great guy. Great guy. Great guy. I mean, and Tom was in really good spirits in those days um, because you know the the single was just exploding, Huge. exploding. Like as soon as I joined the band. It just took off. We immediately went into rehearsals for three weeks. And then from there, we did a whole bunch of warm-up dates in colleges, like Western. Yeah. You know, um, all these types of small gigs. And then we went out and did a theater tour. And, you know, it was just sold out. and Crazy. And, and it was just getting bigger and bigger 
and bigger week by week. I mean, I got a diamond award. Yeah, so we're going to show some of that later on know, in, the, in the show. It's a million records in Canada. That's crazy. I mean, I don't know what it's done now, you know, but anyways. Um, That's crazy. And then we, it became a big hit in America. And then as soon as it became a big hit in America, we were on the road like two years, like six weeks out back, eight weeks out Do back. you recall how high the album got? Cause I, I, it's been a long time. I can't remember I think the now. single peaked at number three, but on its re, it's been remade, right, by um, a couple of those acts, mm -hmm. the country acts. They went to number one on those charts. It's in the Cars, the Pixar Cars, Disney. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Crazy. I can't tell you what the checks would be like for that, but Tom's doing okay. And have you ever you. have you ever stayed in touch? Oh yeah, I run into him every now. And oh then. yeah, Tom's a great guy. His family. I mean, and he. You got to remember in those days there was really the internet. Nah, you no. Know? I mean, so to do promotions, a regular day for, um, when I was with him, we'd go in to do the morning show at the radio station. Mm -hmm. It's a crazy morning show, guys, all yeah. across America. So I would be kind of the fall guy, yeah. you know, and because they'd have all these, hey, we're doing life as a highway week, and yeah. we wanna we wanna change the words, and maybe, and I would do all that kind of stuff, and that's great. And he would talk about it, and we play we play the song acoustically live on the air. I still have all those recordings on on dat tapes. And how was the how was the Canadian music media scene? Do they really support her? Did they help oh, you? Like yeah. Q and oh yeah, all, all that, stuff all that. We were on every radio station. I mean. And in those days, every time, every town we went into, um, you know, you'd meet the local record rep. Because yeah. that's what it had. So the, and, you know, it was always, they would take you out to the best sushi restaurants and all this. And, and you'd they, be right along for the ride. Everybody, everybody, everybody would be right along for the ride. I mean, that's great. Yeah, and that I mean, was when living the, high, living the high life, you know. I mean, it, and, and Tom worked really, really, really hard. Because when I... When we'd come off the road, I'd go home with my family and stuff. I mean, but he would be doing all these promo tours, and I've done some of those where you just hit radio stations, two, yep. three radio stations a day. You'd fly into Philadelphia, but by the nighttime, you're doing a radio show in Pittsburgh. And um, just yapping, promoting the record, getting them to add the record, and um, meeting the local... Re uh, you'd be traveling with um, uh, a Capitol Record, EMI Record guy there, and... It was, you What's know, the, super intensive. Give you know? me a high and low for those tours, like the tour. Like, what was the high and the low of you? Just it was all high. Because, all high. No yeah, low. it was like I was, I was on for the ride. I'm making all kinds of cash. No low. I had a, I had a guitar tech. I didn't have to change strings. Wow. He'd have my cigarette lit from after the last encore. You know. Do you recall the biggest, the biggest audience uh, that you guys performed well, in front of? Maybe. Yeah, I remember we played the Montreal. Uh, anniversary, uh, like the 300th year anniversary of the Montreal, or 200 years or something. It's been around, the city of Montreal. Yeah, yeah. It was with Celine Dion and wow. uh, uh, the Neville Dion. Brothers. There was all, uh, Joe Cocker. Oh, wow. Like it was a big, big deal. Stars. And, and there was, I don't know, like 200,000 people out there. And uh, we did that show. That's on, that show is actually on YouTube. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, and then... And everybody knew all, especially in Canada, everybody knew all our songs. Yeah. You know, so it was a big sing, sing song. You know what it was like, to be honest with you? When it's at that level, I mean, you, you know you're going to kill it, but you, you still focus on making sure you're consistent. And um, 
it's like you're kicking the winning field goal in overtime or scoring the OT goal. Crazy, eh? It's just that. And it's just a good feeling. And like I said, it's not like today where I'm kind of like my own manager, travel yep. agent, but <laughs> whatever, all that stuff. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. I but you're good. I don't have to do. I don't have to do anything. Okay, let's All I have to do is show up, not piss anybody off, and play guitar like a madman. So what I want to do, I want to take another break. Yeah. I want to come back. I want to talk a little bit about Chris Partland. Okay. I want to talk about musicians, including yourself, giving back to mm -hmm. the community, fundraisers. Talk about your singles, of course, and talk about what's going on next. Okay. Okay. So stay tuned. We're with Sil Simone. We're at his studio in Toronto. You're watching Wild Child Records. We'll, we'll be right back. Hello, everyone. Bonjour, bonjour. As Lieutenant Governor of Ontario, I'm delighted to offer my best wishes for success to the many friends and staff of the Disability Channel for your October 12th fundraiser in support of employment programs for persons with disabilities and veterans. Removing barriers wherever they exist, creating accessible spaces and promoting greater equity are all central to this province's efforts to rebuild from the COVID-19 pandemic. So help us to ensure a more inclusive and resilient future one that works for everybody. Please accept my thanks and encouragement. Keep up your inspiring and dedicated work. Thank you. Merci, Miigwech. Hello, everyone. I'm Burlington Mayor Marianne Mead Ward, and I'd like to wish the Disability Channel much success on your October 12th fundraiser for persons with disabilities and veterans your VIP concert and drone ball drop. Thank you for choosing Burlington. You operate right out of Tech Place right here in our city and serving the people in our community and much success with your fundraiser. Thank you. Welcome back to the studio. Here is Sil Simone. He's treating us with a little bit of his fancy guitar playing here. So it's so enjoyable being here today with you. Thank you so much for inviting us. We're we're on a home stretch now. What we want to talk a little bit is we want to talk about our our connection, our strong connection to Streetsville. Yeah. The wonderful people in Streetsville, of course, including our dear friend Chris Partland. Talk a little bit about your releases again no. and what's coming up next. Okay. So there you go. So let's talk. Give Chris Parton. Yeah, Chris Parton. So, Give I mean, your... obviously, I knew Chris. He was actually on EMI, um, Capitol Records, too, and, you know, um, Soul City and all that. And we kind of kind of crossed paths, but I really didn't know him and the brothers. But I remember seeing them before they had their record deal when they were, um, what was the name of their band? Oh, Jesus. I forget. Um, ah! It'll come, it'll come to you. It'll come to you. Anyways, they were playing the Gasworks. Okay. The Gasworks. And they, they, Oliver Heaviside was what they were called. There they you were go. known throughout the Oliver Heaviside. Was Big Pete the doorman? Oh, yeah. Those, <laughs> I got a lot of stories about the Gasworks. Yeah, so do I. Many times. What a joint. <laughs> but, anyways, um, um, Oliver Heaviside, they, they did all the Bruce Springsteen stuff. Um, and they sang like birds, right? And uh, great band, great band. Yeah. 
And uh, anyways, now I knew a girl, Maria, who, who knew Chris, and she says, you know, so you should hook up with Chris because he does this acoustic thing. I go, you know, I never, I really got to get to know him and whatever. So I show up at Cull Collins. Oh, really? This is... Years ago, right? Years yeah. ago. Yeah. And uh, I show up with my guitar and I said, hey, Chris. And, you know, Chris is so friendly. So friendly. Because you want to play? And I said, sure. And I think Did I you know him or not, not at all? I knew him a little, a little bit, bit, but okay. I never really, like, he, he would have kind of known me, but we never really knew yeah. each other, right? And, you know, I just sat in with him and played. And then it just started from there and then just became a regular with him doing like these acoustic shows and then playing with the Partland Brothers. We did a whole bunch of shows together. Oh, GP's great and all. They're yeah. all great. Oh, yeah. Patrick, they're all they're Learned all really all their tunes and um and and really I learned a lot from Chris because he's um he's a great singer-songwriter, but he's he's a great interpreter of songs. That's his real true gift. I mean, he does I learned all the Bob Dylan songs mm. from him. Oh, really? Because I knew, I mean, of course, everybody knows, you know, Knock It On Heaven's yeah. Door and along the way. But the 60 other ones that he knows, I really didn't know. And he would do these songs, and I'm playing, and I'm going, like, who wrote that? Like, that was brilliant. And he goes, well, that's, you know, that's Bobby, you know. Well, I, when I talked to him, And I learned to, and, and then it was like, and now, I mean, they're just part of my DNA, and I go, the brilliance of Bob Dylan. He and he could do it, his delivery of those songs when he when Chris was happening uh, is just incredible. And I would play mandolin, and Chris was a great rhythm player on the acoustic, yeah. good time. And it just worked. He has such a wonderful voice, though. So. Like, he's such oh. a... He's such a great guy, so kind and oh, gentle yeah. with his time. And, yes. you know, he introduced me to the, the Hawkins family, Ronnie Hawkins. Oh, yeah. And, and all those crew. And I just I just love him. Like, he's just we such did a, great a song guy, you know? with Me and him did a song for uh, with Ronnie Hawkins. It was about his time um, in Arkansas, his life, you know, smoking a joint on top of the White House roof with <laughs> Bill Clinton. Yeah, 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 yeah. All these stories. That's right. You know, That's and right. actually, the sound man... Well-known Toronto sound man, Bob Schindel. You know, Kim Mitchell, Tom, like everybody. Yeah. I, he's at the opera. He, he works in the, um, the opera uh, theater, uh, the Metropolitan Opera Theater here in Toronto now. Uh, but Bob Schindel, and he was, um, you know, he worked with, uh, what's his name? Um, Chris? No, um, the Hawk. Oh, yeah. So he did Ronnie Hawkins for years, and, he, you know, so many great Ronnie Hawkins. Oh, I love Ronnie. They're legendary. You could do a movie just on Ronnie Hawkins, the stories, the humor, the wit, the talent. Now, I knew Ronnie after his big, you know, fame days, but, yeah. you know, the history of Ronnie in Toronto, the oh, guy from Arkansas. Legendary. You know, legendary. Legendary. Right? Legendary, right? So. Like, I love it when you see Ronnie up there, then you see Robbie, then you see Rick yeah. James. They're all on Young Street. Like, yeah. it's like crazy, right? Peter crazy. Cardinelli, Danny Marks, working with Rick James. Um, crazy. Uh, Bill. Um, give me a few names. Give me a few names in Toronto that people really need to recognize. Like, a few musicians that you work with. So, that are just well, like. So good guys and give back I tell you their what, time. There, there are so many talented musicians, composers, arrangers, engineers, tech people here. Yep. 
like world-class guys I've sat with and or had the opportunity, you know, conductors, the people in the theater organization, because I spent a lot of time in theater. I did, like, you know, We Will Rock You. Well, yeah, yeah, let's talk ages, a little bit about the theater, yeah. Rock you were, of Ages, yeah. Bad Out of Hell, and a few other things. And what and that's a there? whole... I play guitar. Well, you were down in the pit, right? Down in the pit. Tell people what that pit. means. Tell people what that means. It's a lot different than being on stage, you know, shaking your butt, right? Yeah. But it's, you know, it's focus. It's note for note. You got to read it down. There is no kind of improvising, um, and uh, it's a real discipline. You're doing eight shows a week, right? So you get one day off Monday, double shows on Wednesday and Sundays. I mean, and like when I did Rock of Ages, it was double shows um, Saturday and Sunday. So I, I had no week. Is that the last one you did now? You did Bad no, Out of Hell I did too. Bad, right? bad yeah, out of hell. I remember you did that one too. And uh, I was going to do another one. Dear Evan Hansen, but then it shut down. I mean, theater is great. Yep. The money's great and everything, but um, it's it really just you know that show is your life. Oh you yeah, know? for sure. I and, remember you and were. And I'm doing a real it. live guy, and it was like I wanted a life. And once once I finished those shows, like when we did Rock of It, yeah. Like, <laughs> um, don't stop believing is one of my favorite songs in the world because but, oh my goodness. it's the la it was the last song okay. of Rock of Ages and I'd be sometimes on a double show because I had the makeup on like yeah. it was a, there was a lot to that show and we were on stage the whole time so uh, you know you're just going get me to get me to you know get you to the end of the song yeah get me to yeah. well, don't imagine. stop believing and man it'd be like. Yeah, because once that song came, you know, you were done, right? You were done. Day. And, uh, but I tell you what, it's tremendous, like working with actors. I really learned a lot working mm -hmm. with actors, how they became a character. Like I would know them like I would know you, but then, they're per and how professional and dedicated they and were. How they, they be. Yeah. And they did it every night so consistently. Yeah, beyond. And it well, was just like, like you, though, on stage. I know, but just like you on stage it was a different playing. thing when you and when you see these actors. And I worked a lot of them, Victor, like some of these legendary actors. You just I learned so much. And then the tech people, like what goes on behind that stage when those singers and dancers they're in the vocal so booth, the, the wardrobe people that are changing these Details. people as Details. they're going, and it runs like an army Non-stop. every day. Once that conductor gets the call and he pushes that button, and we start. There's no turning back, you know, and uh, work with the different conductors. Oh, man, like the what they have to, they, they know every inch of music in that show. This is great. This is great. We're talking you know, shop, right? We're talking music. Yeah, this is what text, we want to do. Everything. What it takes to mount those shows is unbelievable. <laughs> and now they're so high tech. You know, Bad Out of Hell was a tremendous, huge production. They shipped that stuff over from England. And it had like a water lake in it, lots of special effects, safety people, and they even had the crew over, a great conductor from England, great guys. And these guys loved Canada, but when they got here, it was so cold. I've never, it was one of the coldest Decembers, and they were just, they go, how do you guys do it? I love this talk. I you can know? see the passion that you're, that when you're telling me about the experience that you had. So the work is the work. Yeah. But the camaraderie, because there's 80 of you. Yeah. It's like you're in this big gang. So you go for a beer after the show and it's, you know, that that's the greatest, like you get to perform and everything, but the camaraderie of people sure. that you respect and put on a you great put, show, right? everybody does their part and 
you're important, but you're a small cog in the wheel. But you know, every I hear you there. Every Absolutely. domino has to be in place, it otherwise fall apart. it'll fall apart. It'll fall apart. It'll one piece, right? One weak link. And then the person that has the hardest job is the person that calls the show. So, all while the show is going, the music's going. There's always parts in the show where the actors have to improvise a scene or do whatever. So it's not exactly eight seconds. It might be 10, it might be 11. They have to call the lights. So that, they have art, to link call letter, the right? that art link letter, that art link They're calling, okay, lights on two, okay. Yeah. Um, Shannon, you're on, you're, on, you're on stage left waiting for your entrance, go. Go. You know, it has to be at that exact time because it works with the lyric or you gotta listen and wait for the conductor. As soon as they say that word, then you start. It's a whole different, set of skills that you have you have you know and well so i want to i want to thank you so today it was a wonderful right. conversation we can go on forever i'm going to have the show back because we didn't oh, even yeah. get into his guitars and the history oh, and some of the bars before i let you go oh, though yeah. so if there's so if there's young musicians out there old musicians out there right. that are just starting give it a little bit of you know advice, what i say inspiration. To them, oh, if you have the will and the love you need the will what we in italian call la voglia you know if you want to learn it's a tricky thing. It's it's not easy. When I started off, I mean, I had certain facilities, but you know, it's challenging depending on how far you're in it. But I, I tell people, just have fun with it. Start with simple chords, have fun with it, make music. I mean, don't worry about, I mean, the theory and the scales and the harmony is truly all important. But remember, you know, one chord. Yeah. And you can make something with it. This is great, I love this stuff. So, two chords like C and G that if people anybody want to knows. check you out, go to your website, but if you're playing around town, could they go and check you out anytime yeah, soon? Anytime. Yeah, anytime, yeah. I mean, well, Some I'm regulars. on the road a bit. I'm playing with um, Brass Transit now, so I'm working a lot in America. Okay. So we fly out for three, four days, and, and that's starting to boot up again, obviously, since COVID. Yeah. We've been decimated, you know. I'm glad we didn't even talk about COVID. You know, I'm I mean, glad we didn't talk about. We didn't. We talked music. So again, yeah, we're here with legendary guitar player Sil Simone. We're at his studio. You're watching Wild Child Records. We're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna come back. I'm gonna come back with a special announcement. So stay tuned. You're watching Wild Child Records. We'll be right back. <laughs> 